Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Welcome back. Afternoon Drive. Goodman, Mason, watch us. MyLifeSports.com. You can reach us. Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at Mace Denver at Eric Goodman. If you are looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to rmfp.com. Time now for What's Trending. What's Trending is presented by Impact Real Estate. Impact Real Estate is creative real estate and solutions with the greatest impact. Go to impactcommercial.co. All right, let's go out to the hotline. I want to bring in our friend Harrison Wynn from thednvr.com. Of course, he covers the Nuggets, and he joins us on the show to humor us uh, whenever he has the opportunity. How are you, Harrison? <laughs> I don't think I'm that funny, Eric, but pleased to be on with you guys. No, humoring us means you, you, you know, you, you're just trying to be nice. You, I'm not, toler- you tolerate us, right? Is what we're saying right. I'm not saying you're. Fun- I'm not saying you have a good sense of humor. Is that what you thought okay. I meant? Uh, I just wanted to make sure that isn't what you meant. Okay, I, I got you. I got you. I'll tell you what would be humorous though, is if the uh, Nuggets going to New Orleans tonight. They're getting ready to play, and they lose to a team that has lost, or excuse me, has won seven games. But going to this game, it is my understanding Bones Highland will be back, but Will Barton, from what I understand, will not play for a non-COVID illness. How much is that going to affect this game? It's going to hurt Denver a lot because. Yeah, you get Bones Highland back. That's going to help the bench unit. But Will Barton is also on that bench unit. He's kind of the leader of that group. So the bench has been really rough the entire season. Uh, Denver hasn't found a solution for it. But I-, I think if they have everybody healthy, that there's a workable lineup there. But Will Barton's a big part of that. So it definitely hurts big time. Is this? I mean, obviously they were going to be without Jamal Murray for a while. We we know that uh, going into the season, but uh, the injuries and what this has done to the bench is this really kind of beyond a realistic expectation for what a team would have had in terms of an injury rate going into the season? Yeah, I mean it's pretty unprecedented from from what I've seen. Uh, they've already had two guys get injured and are out for the season pretty much, and Michael Porter and PJ Dozier, two guys who they counted on for heavy minutes. Then you got the Jamal Murray thing. You got other COVID stuff, injuries here and there. There are injuries in the sport, and that's just one thing about the NBA. But this has been pretty unprecedented, I think. I do believe there, there's a workable bench lineup there with Bones Highland, with Will Barton, with Zeke Naji, And then it's about finding the right other two pieces. I don't know if both those pieces are on the roster right now, but the injuries have made this season be – be a grind so far and the worst part about it is it's probably going to be this way for a bit because like i said those two guys are out for the year most likely and jamal murray's not back for a couple months still what's your definition of a bit a bit for me is like a week bit bit from what i think you're talking about i don't think jamal murray's coming back in february i think his earliest is march i think they're going to be going through this for another three months yeah and when you think about it in that way and you think about the toll it could take on Nikola Jokic for these next three months, it's daunting. And I think maybe a positive or a silver lining is he's already missed some time with a wrist, which 
I don't, I don't know if that's a silver lining because it seems like it's still bothering him, but he's gotten some games off. And so, you know, he hasn't played the minutes load that you would think he had already with all the bodies Denver's been out. So uh, from that perspective, you think he's still probably a little fresher than he would be normally if he had played in all these games. But, uh, I mean, Denver's back is up against the wall because they need Nikola Jokic to not just play a good game. They need to, him to play a great game every night to just get over 100 points and, and get a win. And, yeah, it could be like this for a while. After the Bulls game on Monday night, Michael Malone uh, – said, quote, maybe that he talked about like showing film, said maybe show a couple clips in there we have to be better at, things we have to adjust, and then maybe show a positive here or there. Maybe it's taking too long. Maybe we got to get our guys out there earlier. Maybe we got to bring in Tony Robbins to talk to the team at halftime, unquote. Now, <laughs> I mean, that's kind of vague, but do you expect that he will do some different things? If so, what might they be? I mean, the, the, what he was talking about was these weird beginning of the third quarter struggles where Denver starters have really gotten outplayed, which which is weird because the Nuggets starting lineup has been still very good, you know, even without Michael Porter and, and with Jeff Green in there. He's been a nice fit, it's turned out. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's been weird. These last couple games, the beginning of the third quarter stretches have, have not been great, and it's rough because, like I said, the Nuggets need Nicole Jokic to play great. They need their starters to play great because the bench has been so inconsistent. And you can't guarantee that you're going to get even just even stretches from that second unit. So they need their starters to be great. The beginning of the third quarters have been, have been weird. I think it's just on like Nicole Jokic to make sure the rest of his guys are ready to play out of halftime. We're talking with Harrison Wynn. He joins us every once in a while when he says, fine, I have nothing else better to do. Of course, he's with thednvr.com. Notice I said the, Mace? Yes. Okay. I do notice you said that. Okay. All right. And, of course, Harrison covers the Nuggets. The, the, the. Okay. Mike Malone isn't asking for my opinion or your opinion, but if you could make one change to the starting lineup, what would it be? I don't think the starting lineup needs to be changed. I think starting lineup's fine. The the rotation change I would make, the rotation change I would make, is to take Jermichael Green out and put Vlako Chanchar in. Jermichael Green's been awful the entire season, and it's not like we're a couple weeks into the year where, you know, twenty plus games into this thing, and he's a veteran whom alone trusts. But I I would take him out of the rotation, give him a week off, let him reset, and and, and put Vlako in there. Are there any other changes you'd, you'd make as well? I mean, if you were just kind of putting the piece around, or is that really the only one that uh, needs to be done? That's the one I've got. I want to see Zeke Naji play more minutes. Mm-hmm. I think Bones Island's going to be playing a lot now yep. just because of how undermanned they are. I don't think the starting lineup is the problem, though. Like I said, Jeff Green's been actually a really good fit there, and I don't think there's a lot of moves that they could possibly make with those starters be just just because of how thin they are so uh, until you know maybe you get to the trade deadline you make a move uh, you're kind of stuck with what you got okay let's look ahead on the schedule just for fun from the people from the people you have talked to give me a date just for the sport of it when you think jamal murray's going to come back 
I'm looking at around the All-Star break, end of February. So really? Maybe a little earlier than you were thinking. Wow. Okay, can we split the difference and go March 4th? Will that work for you? Sure. Okay. Sure, let's do it. So that gives them, I don't know, let's see. This is great talk radio here. 1, 2, 3, 4, <laughs> 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19. Let's just call it an even 20 games. All right? So if they have 20 games to go and Jamal Murray comes back, and remember, he's, he's not going to be in basketball shape. What do you? Th- how many games over 500 do you think the Nuggets will be before Jamal Murray comes back? Because reinforcements are not on the way. If I had to guess, I'd say they're about what they are now—a 500 team. I'll mm. say they go about 10 and 10 in these next 20 games mm. without Jamal Murray. And you think it really kicks up that much with him coming back? Right away, or it's going to take more than a few games, don't you think? And and Mal- oh, for sure, yeah, Malone's not going to want to push him out there for like thirty-five minutes. Oh, for sure. I, I yeah, I I'm not too like optimistic about um, these next twenty games. I, like the hope is, you know, Jamal comes back and he can ramp up somewhat quickly by the time the playoffs roll around. The good news is the Nuggets are eleven and twelve, a game under five hundred. They're only a game and a half out of fourth place in the West. The West as a whole is really down this year. It's really mediocre. So if I'm Denver, that's my goal. Stick around 500 and then see if you can make something happen after the trade deadline when when Jamal gets back. That's my mindset if I'm Denver. Just stay close to 500. Well, you you kind of hit on something there, I think, because you said the West is really kind of of middling and mediocre at this point. So... Even though the Nuggets have absorbed the injuries that they have and they they won't have Michael Porter Jr. back, have your expectations for what this team can do in the postseason, have they been recalibrated or because the West is down, are they about the same as they that you might have had going into this season? I, I think the West is down, but you've still got elite teams. The Warriors, the Suns, the Jazz, uh, I think those are three pretty elite teams. My expectations for like the Nuggets' playoff ceiling definitely took a hit w- without Porter because you, you guys know this. I thought Denver's chance to contend this year, just because you don't really know who Jamal's going to be when he comes back, their best chance to contend was with Michael Porter Jr. taking a leap. It, it was really, for me, mostly hinging on that. So I think Denver's got... a a much lower playoff ceiling now than I thought they did coming into the season. Um, they just got to hope and pray that, that Jamal can make a medical wonder happen and, and come back and look like the guy we've seen at times in the playoffs. Harrison, always appreciate your time. Don't forget to check out Harrison's work on the DNVR.com and you can get his podcast as well. Thanks my friend. Have a great night. Thanks Harrison. Thanks, guys. Take care. All right, what do we have coming up on Mountain High Appliance, just in case you missed it? The Nuggets got a win in Madison Square Garden over the weekend, and now, this evening, the Colorado Avalanche at that same venue taking on the New York Rangers, a streaking hot New York Rangers team. So we will discuss that matchup next right here on Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason on Mile High Sports. Just up.